Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the House of Pot. I'm Kaveh. And I'm Lizzie. And if this is your first time listening, we're a medical... Sort of. ...podcast where we try to discuss medicine and health in a relatable way. And we will answer questions you may not feel comfortable asking your doctor and definitely won't bring up to your friends. On today's show, we discuss dating online as a doctor, and our guest, Dr. Rakesh Jatwani, a hospital tech Kaiser in San Francisco, will tell us how a plant-based diet and meditation help them become a more positive person, both at work and at home. Stay tuned. The opinions on this podcast are broadcasted for educational and informational purposes only and do not represent the opinions of our employers. These opinions are not intended as a diagnosis, treatment, or as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult a local physician or other healthcare professional for your specific healthcare and or medical needs or concerns. Welcome back to the House of Pod. I'm Kave. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Joe. Oh, Joe, was it quick on that? <laughs> a little one? ahead of the beat. I was listening to some punk rock here, and the drummer was way ahead of the beat. Didn't same yeah, concept, right. but anyway, all our listeners ahead. are going to get that reference. That's fantastic. How <laughs> yeah. are you doing, Lizzie? I'm I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm okay. I um I have an interesting email here. Ooh, can we ooh, do? An email? We haven't done an email in so long. Uh, please. This is a fun one. Um, sometimes we see the emails and we're like, "Oh, that's a really good medical question," but it's going to be like a whole process to answer it. This is like a really fun question. Ooh, yeah, please, yeah. please okay. read and read slow, <laughs> Lee. Read slowly. Can you answer this? Okay, here's the question, and name is withheld. Okay. Can you answer this on HOP? At what point in the dating process do you mention to people that you are a doctor? Do you let them know right up front in the dating profile, I guess this is assuming you're online, 
or do you wait to tell them? <laughs> I have the answer, and I'm not even a doctor, and I think I can guess it. I'm sure it's wrong. Ninety percent. I bet you. Well, post on their page. Nothing wrong with it that they are a doctor. That is. That's one of the like main things in the profile is who you are, is where you work, and where you can at least see with the schools. Dude, this isn't Facebook. No. What are you talking about then? Dating online, Match.com, yeah, Tinder. Same. Although any we could them. also expand any this. I think we expand yeah, this to like if you meet someone at a bar. Sure. Like, yeah. What point do you drop the doctor well, it card? It is funny. Well, is it not ninety percent? Then I guess. No, no? it's not. I think. Um, I think um, it's it's interesting because I've met fifteen, twenty people in the last like five years. Everyone, everyone's meeting online. It's just you know, really? I, I met Tyler online. This is just how things are going now it's it's very fascinating because i feel like 10 years ago it was taboo to talk about meeting a boyfriend girlfriend husband wife oh, online sure. yeah and now it's just but total now, normal right. there's no taboo whatsoever the totally fact right. that i met my wife not online you i feel sh- weird about you should be embarrassed like i'm a little bit like i feel like that's weird Did like you, are we like ancient are we super old for that was it know. was it order mail order she ordered me. She, I needed a visa. Oh, literally mail. Obviously. M-A-L-E exactly. and M-A-I-L. Adorable. Oh, thank, you. thank you for explaining the joke. Oh, I didn't yeah. get it until yeah. I said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> until I said it. Great. Anyway. Anyways. Um, I think it's very different and for men and women. Um, I think there is always a place um, under these profiles to put an occupation. And I have to say, with like Tinder, you know, I used Tinder's it a little different. bit. Tinder's different. I use it a little bit. You don't have to put anything, really. It's just photos. But there's all these new apps, Coffee Meets Bagel and Bumble. There's Still Match. There's OkCupid. There's all these dating apps. And it's like, I think that for men and women, it's very different. And I think, um, I know many women who said, I'm not going to put it in because I think for some men, it's an obstacle. Because immediately you think, oh, she's uh, she's a woman. She's a doctor. You know, she thinks she's better than me. She makes more than me. And I think there are a lot of men who are insecure with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think there's men who are intimidated by it. Yeah. I don't know if like men are like anymore these days. Oh, I don't want a woman making more money than me. But I think there is a part of them. They just know that you are going to be independent and be a challenge in some ways. It, it will not. They, right. they know it. Um, right. Like consciously or not. Right. That's the thing on the profile. I think there's an assumption to a female doctor that you are more independent, more stubborn, maybe smarter than you, maybe make more money. Um, and I do think that, and also being a doctor and I'm proud to say this, but comes with, um, an immediate amount of respect and I feel pride. Like I I'm proud to be a doctor. And I think a lot of people in the world have a job that they don't have pride. And I think there's that, discrepancy and a little bit of competition that is hard to reconcile for some people. So I didn't always put it on my profile, but as soon as the date started, if it came up, I would never lie. I would say it right away. Sure. But on a profile before anyone met me, I would not always, I would not say that I'm a doctor. I would say like works in medicine and it was weird. I felt uncomfortable. And again, many conversations went into this. That's really interesting. I think it's a little different for guys. Now, I would say this, ideally, the ideal situation, this is my dating advice for young <laughs> uh, med students out there, is to not drop it right away. Rely on whatever bit of game that you have Wait, first. You're, you're telling a guy to yeah. not say that? Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, not right away. Because I think a male well, doctor's super hot. We'll, we'll get to that. But what's hotter? <laughs> she says this right as her boyfriend is in the other room looking She's at us. She's reality. 
Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying this. Because here's, I'm telling you, ideally, here's how it would work. If you can talk to a person first and make a connection with that person some way. Right. And then when that person's trying to decide in that first five minutes or so, if they're trying to decide if this is somebody that they can imagine themselves being with in any way. Right. If then at some point it comes up and you didn't lead with it, but it comes up, then it holds a lot more weight. That's what I felt about it. And I would say this, though. Here's here's the the counter argument to that in the online world where it's so competitive and so difficult and you have so little to go on just based on what that's written there. I think you do have to put it in, but I wouldn't lead with it. I would put it in, do your whole spiel, write whatever it is that people write these days. I don't know. I haven't been on for a long time, but if they give you space to write, you write it. And then towards the end of it, you say, here's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about my work. I work with patients, etc. And that's it. And you leave it at that. Because I think for for men, what's attractive, what women find attractive, is not so much that they're a doctor, although there might be some still cachet to that. Maybe not like it used to be in the day, but there's still some cachet to that. But but more so, I think that women have always been attracted to men who seem passionate about what they're doing and seem to love what they're doing. Yeah, and I think that being a doctor shows a commitment of some sort, right? You clearly were able to commit to school and training and right. all that and stick with it. And I do think that that's a huge... Right. Someone vetted you at some point. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. You've been interviewed by people before me, right. so you're probably okay. But I do think, I, as a woman, again, I haven't done a match profile, for example, which is really what that blurb and your story is. These The newer apps, there's no story or it's like a one-liner. And I wouldn't, you know, again, if I talk to you guys, Joe and Kave. Being a doctor is part of who, it's my identity. Yeah. So not leading with that feels somehow false. Yeah, it's you know? a little disingenuous yeah, because if you don't. It's part of me. It's a great perspective. Yeah. Seriously. It, um, it's fast. I mean, it's hard. I've talked to well, many friends about it. Well, I don't so what, know. What advice do you have for, for women then? Women medical students, female medical students. What advice do you have for them? Being in- a med student, you're not a doctor yet. Go, man. Just slay. Just Whatever. get all the men. You know, doctors, you too. No, like, it's interesting what, what do you how it's different between a man and a woman, the way we look at it. Because in the past, there weren't as many women, right? right. And now that you're, you're, some, you're very proud of that. You have a lot of pride in that. And that's great. Yeah. It's and so, med schools it's just now. It's different than the way the man would look at it. You it know? is. And yeah. med schools now are like 50-50, men and women. And I do think in 10 years, you wouldn't even think twice about it. But but our generation still is a little underrepresented for women. Um, although my med school was actually 50-50. So what's your advice? I mean, it's... Female doctor, female med student, whatever. Again, the apps today are so not wordy. It's a lot of like, as soon as you see someone you sort of maybe like, you start texting. And then I I would never lie about it. But I, I still wouldn't leave with it. I don't know. I feel bad about it and it makes me feel very inauthentic to who I am but um no I think that's reasonable because it's not just who you are there's more to you than that so if I were to summarize my recommendations if you meet someone in a party in a bar do not lead with being a doctor use your charm if you have any and then find a way to work it in maybe later on um then that that really works a lot better if you don't have that opportunity if it's something online you can mention it, but don't highlight it. And definitely do not put a picture of you in a stethoscope or a scrubs or yeah. something like or, that. Don't do that. Or doing yoga. Don't. Yeah, that's a, that's a given. Or in a or in a bathing suit. Or don't have a tribal <laughs> tattoo. Is that too late tribal for that? T- no, for some it's okay. It's too late. It's okay. Thank you so much for the email. Yeah, it was good. So in case you have any other emails out there, we are hopquestions at gmail.com. That's hopquestions at gmail.com. 
Um, find us at Twitter at the House of Pod um, and at Facebook as well. Um, let's see. Uh, I have a question for yeah. Joe. Joe, when a woman is getting, we're talking about men and women, right? And like the difference in dating, but let's talk about the difference in like an office visit. When a woman is getting like a pap smear or a vaginal exam, do you know the thing that it's called where she puts her feet up into to get an exam? The, the title of it? No, I don't. Do you know, Covey? Assuming it's stirrups. Let's talk about that. It's called, it's called stirrups. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Why? But like it's like a horse. Does that bother you? Yes, it does. I just realized. But they look the just like stirrups, though. But we're putting a woman's feet. Yeah, in but she's stirps. not the horse. She's the cowboy or cowgirl. And the implication to me is Holy that she's the horse. <laughs> Why? You, the, the, the horse doesn't wear the stirrups. Uh. The stirrups go over the horse, and the cowboy puts his feet into the stirrups. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not implying that woman is. You're talking me off of that because I was about to. Rain, thunder, and thunder, fire more on humanity. Thunder, more passion. Fire on the patriarchy. I was about to destroy the man. Yeah, well, the, those things look like stirrups. Then they, your feet go into them, yeah. essentially as stirrups would, with the heel in part. So it's that's something just happened the other day, and like someone said, stirrups. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> We're treating women like horses hundreds and thousands no. of times a day. You're treating the doctor like a horse. Okay. If, we're, if okay, anything. So the woman's a cowboy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Or cowgirl. Oh I mean, God. come on. Cow, cowboy. Gross. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I just wanted to okay. talk about that. All right. Before we go to our next guest, um, do we have any plugs? I have one. Which one? You know. Plug it. <laughs> what you know, we, uh, this is going to sound you're going to think I'm very self-serving here in AM and you're going to think I'm making this up but it's true we get a lot of questions about the music on the show now we Joe, do yes who does all the music on the show Joe Lizzie actually Lizzie can you answer that question I know who, who? it's the Resurrection Men Nadim Joe Kaveh Brad you know, and, and, Wei. and Wei, yes. Yeah, anyways, you guys, you guys do it. A band that we are a part of, and we do all the music ourselves. We do all the editing, Joe, Lizzie, and the Dean. The do show. All the editing of the show, and uh, the music's all ours as well. So we're very proud of that. So if you will want to find it, we're on Spotify. You can find us at the Resurrection Men, and we have a YouTube channel, the Resurrection Men. We'll put links to those somewhere on our Facebook page. And just remember, you can find us at Facebook. You can find us at Twitter at the House of Pod. You can find us at Instagram at the House of Pod. Stay tuned. We have a great guest coming up, Rakesh Jotwani. He's going to talk to us about physician burnout and his own personal tale of going from being a grumpy old doctor to a happy doctor. Stay tuned. Thank you for being here. Today, our guest is Rakesh Jatwani, a hospitalist, and he will elaborate more on the fact that he is a specialist in lifestyle medicine. And we're going to talk to him about burnout and lifestyle medicine, of, of course, <laughs> and, uh, and just what it's like, you know, in his story about being a doctor and turning from a grumpy doctor to a more centered, happy doctor. Thank you so much for coming. Ah, thank you guys for having me on the show. This is not, yeah, this is the first time I'm being interviewed on a podcast. 
Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll so, be gentle. Don't worry. But let's, let's, virgin. let's get straight to that cherry and pop it. <laughs> Tell us what this lifestyle medicine is all so, about. What does that mean? So uh, do you want to know about, well, I'll just tell you what the, the practice is. Are you saying, a, is it what li- does it sound like? Sounds like it's, a life coach. No, it sounds like you are like a medicine of like how to be gay or how to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like how to choose a lifestyle. Oh, that's what I'm style. saying. Like, like when how to you do say, alternative you know, like in or? movies from the eighties, you're like, if that's the lifestyle you choose, you know, it's just like, it's such yeah. an antiquated way of thinking about people who just don't agree with you you'll say like oh that lifestyle no, you know no, no. it referred mm. that those are all interesting guesses um, <laughs> Joe, i mean you, i was joking guess just working on the sound at the moment uh, <laughs> n- n- lots of stuff i have no okay. so uh, insight it, 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 it on refers anyway. to our lifestyle choices in terms that's of, it lifestyle yeah. choice lifestyle choices no 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 it refers to like our lifestyle choices in terms of what we eat how we move so lifestyle medicine is using lifestyle factors like that. So diet, uh, there's five really big ones. Diet, sleep, exercise, social connection, and stress, like stress reduction. And using those things to both treat, prevent, and also reverse disease. So did you know we can actually reverse heart disease? We With? can actually melt plaques away in blood vessels. With Lipitor. Lipitor won't do it. So Lipitor, the best studies on statins have shown that statins can, if you control all your risk factors and and take your statin, you'll halt disease, right? It won't get worse. But we don't have any studies, at least controlled studies or studies that showed Lipitor made plaques go away. But we do have studies uh, where people were switched to a mostly, almost exclusively plant-based diet. Dean Ornish did studies at UCSF in the 90s, and he put um, patients also in a like, stress reduction program, mindfulness program. He put people on like exercise regimen. So people say, oh, it wasn't just the diet, but they did angiogram on these patients, majority of them. Now, it wasn't a large reduction in the decrease in disease, but it was a reduction in the majority of the patients that were in this intervention group. So we've known, and that was in the 90s. So we've known now for and even before that, decades, that lifestyle choices can directly affect whether or not you develop chronic diseases. Most, and so I'm a hospitalist, right? And Joe, you said you know, you, but you've had some hospitalists on the show before. Yes, right? we have. So we take I'm care on of, top the, of it. we take care of the hospital, like the grounds and the, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was told too. He's an adult yeah. medicine doctor, which means he takes care of that inpatient, those inpatient right. people who are admitted for like anything from like heart disease to lung disease, et cetera. They come in and. He's the guy that's running the show, sort of right. quarterbacking their care. Overseeing all their care. Well, yeah. I see the majority yeah. of patients who come in, come in, um, I now believe, come in because of uh, diseases of lifestyle. So we see predominantly patients who come in with heart disease or complications of heart disease, strokes, um, diabetes or complications of diabetes. Uh, these are all, you know, not... 100% of the time, but much of the time, I, I believe now that things, these diseases can be prevented. Um, and what was frustrating for me was I was constantly just admitting these patients and then sending them out back into the world. And 
not really addressing the root cause of what was bringing in the hospital over and over and over again. So I got to uh, residency, you know, I got married during residency. And when you get married, you like eat healthy for like six months and then <laughs> you know, go running for three months. And then I was in pretty good health. And then what happens like right after that, like my health got a lot worse. I stopped paying it, you know, and plus you do things when you're like trying to lose weight for your wedding, you, you just eat a lot less. You don't necessarily eat healthier. Yeah. At least that's what I was doing. I was just like restricting my food and residency happened. And then I started working at Kaiser, um, in 2010, I left briefly for a year to do a year of nephrology fellowship mm. and decided I didn't want to be a nephrologist during that training. It's that's kind of a complicated, but then came back to Kaiser as a hospitalist. And, um, I was just really happy that, um, you know, I, I, I was really happy that I had a job. Like when I was leaving fellowship, I would felt really guilty uh, for a lot of reasons, even though it was the right decision for me, you know how when you're on this academic path and, and you like have this thought even of straying from it, you just, I felt really like I was letting people down. I was letting my mentors yeah. down. Yeah. There's this, there's this thing about medicine that is very safe in a way, but it's very linear and you get yeah. on a track yeah. and you head down that track, you go through all the hurdles, you do all those steps, but if you do them, you head in the right direction, and it's a little scary to do anything off of that. And it's not just medicine. I'm sure many of our listeners have read Becoming by Michelle Obama, and mm. that was like her thing. This is her, I don't, I wouldn't say regret, but she's like, you know, I just wished I'd like sometimes swerved. Like I was on this mm. path, you know, Harvard, Princeton, right. like um, this law firm, and then she met Obama, and she's like, that was my swerve. Like he was not conventional. He was not he took me off my path and like, you know, it's yeah. just interesting. You need a catalyst. Right. And for you, I don't know that we've gotten there yet, but like, at what point do you realize, right. like we asked Pete divine, what's your rock bottom? Like, well, right. I mean, I think it's different for you and an IV drug user, but probably right. very similar. Right. <laughs> no. And I mean, in, I mean, in many ways I had like a very privileged upbringing and, um, and I went to a lot of great institutions to get trained and I was, you know, um, happy to get a job that, you know, felt more meaningful than, than, uh, the fellowship I was doing. Um, and the first few years I was working as a hospitalist, I think I was going off of that, like, you know, uh, feeling of gratitude, uh, to have a good job. Um, what happened, what happened in fellowship? What was it that, oh. that, that Nephrology. Did you decide you didn't want to become a nephrologist or a kidney doctor? So nephrology, yeah. Um, I guess I'll just be completely honest. You know, I also have a little history of mental... I mean, most people do. I have a history of depression that I probably had, like, largely through high school and college, but just didn't recognize what it was. Yeah. You know, I, I'd have these periods where I just, like, in college, didn't want to leave my room for a couple of weeks. And I would just, like, sleep all day and skip all my classes. And yeah. I thought, you know, maybe I had, like, a... I thought I was getting mono perpetually or something. I don't know what I had. <laughs> anyway, but when I finally got to medical school and started learning about mental illness, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So it was during my third year of medical school where I finally went to go see someone. 
and started medication and like actually after a few weeks started feeling more normal and then like increased the dose and then actually felt normal for like I don't know if I'd ever felt you know it was like really cool experience um but then I didn't really continue um at after I moved to San I was in Chicago I was at University of Chicago for medical school and then I moved to San Francisco for residency and I didn't really continue I didn't get a seek out a psychiatrist here and initially I was still getting prescription from my doctor in Chicago and then at some point he was like you know you have to see someone locally and I I was busy. I was like working, you know, 80 hours a week. Yeah, how do you take care of yourself? Right. I didn't have a primary doctor. I had one assigned, but I'd never seen one. And so I just um, stopped the medication. Yeah. And I actually felt okay. And, well, I, you know, I told myself I was fine. Yeah. And I was just working long, long hours. Um, It wasn't until that year in fellowship where literally, like, you know, shit hit the fan. Like my daughter was born and like probably a month in, I was like, wow, this is not, this is not how I envisioned practicing medicine. Like, and I love nephrology. I think I heard you say on one of your shows that nephrologists are the smartest. Yeah, they are the smartest. Well, I think don't. so. That's my, my opinion. The interview isn't done yet. So we'll let you know what we think about. No. Yeah. Let me, uh, uh, just real quick to say that, uh, so it's not an uncommon story for our listeners. I mean, we, I know many doctors that have gone through some period of depression. Or many, many people. Many people, yeah. but I'm talking specifically about doctors right yeah. now because Rakesh is a doctor and someone who's listening is like, doctors with depression? What is that? I mean, it's super common. And it, it's something that just like everyone else, doctors go through. And they deal with it in some of the same ways that people do, which is to say, sometimes they ignore it. Yeah. And sometimes they have to work through it, particularly with like what we're talking about. Some of those things you go through in your training process and you're not able to take care of yourself the way you should. Right. Well, this is uh, something that I think we all learn at some point in residency fellowship or being an attending is that you're working so hard. You think that being sick is a weakness. And at some point, honestly, with my my pinky that our viewers now know I didn't get it taken care of. And this is legitimate. I mean, it's a ridiculous oh. sight. We'll post another picture. She's showing her pinky. It looks every time I see it, the oh. same amount. It's even better. Only you wow. think it's beautiful, yeah. Joe. I love you. Um, but it's true. I mean, I was like, I can't miss work. I mm. can't go see someone. And I think it's just maturity and time and, and realizing that caring for yourself is part of life and caring yeah. for your patients and taking the time, whether you need sick leave, you have to do it. Like right. residency, fellowship, there are people who will cover you. You're not the end all be all. It's also like this weird narcissistic thing. I'm like, I'm not that, I wasn't that important, but I <laughs> right. felt like I couldn't. Yeah. Nobody can do my job. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So let's go forward a little bit. Let's go. So we, we're in this place, you're in fellowship. You want to get out of fellowship. Yeah. Well, I, I realized I was depressed. And so I, I sought uh, help at that time. Like I saw a psychiatrist and started back on medication. And then, um, actually was able to think a lot more clearly about my decision to leave fellowship. Um, then flash forward, my, my third kid is on the way and, um, I really had just let my health go. I think, um, it's relatable. Like when you start having kids and you start a new profession and you're focusing on your career and your family, like many of yeah, you us, come most of us. Yeah. You, you're number 16 on the list, right? Yeah. You're not even, on the first page. So, uh, 
I was I wasn't not exercise. I was a member of Twenty Four Hour Fitness, but I always used to joke that I would just subsidize the other members, like yeah. class Zumba <laughs> classes, because right. <laughs> it's Obamacare. That's what you were yeah. doing. You were yeah. starting it. I was because uh, I would go like around my birthday for like here and there for a couple of weeks because I was like, oh, I'm gonna get working out, but I just really didn't enjoy it and yeah. it didn't have the energy to do it. Um, then I saw. Well, I think what really changed for me, so my wife, around this time too, like, I don't think I was depressed, but I definitely wasn't happy. Like, I would come home uh, from work, a long day of work, and my, and all I would do, to be honest, is just be grumpy and sort of complain, like, um, not complain about my family per se, but just complain about, like, work or complain about you know, how I was feeling. It's like irritable. Every little yeah. thing will trigger yeah. you a little yeah. bit. Right, right. And my wife was just like, we were in a good mood until you came home. Like, <laughs> why do you have to ruin yeah. life for us? <laughs> were you, I mean, it sounds like you're becoming toxic. Kind right? of. Toxic in the family, for sure. For sure. And you know what my response was? I was said, uh, I'm allowed to be this way at home. I'm not allowed to be this way at work. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, something had to change. And so I went to a physician wellness talk, uh, about five, four years ago, it was called evidence-based workplace happiness. And it was all the things you can do to be happier, just choices you can make to be happier. So if you show gratitude and they had us pull out our phones and like text someone to like at work to tell them like something, someone we were like grateful for or thankful for. And, we all did it, and then I was like, "Oh, I do feel better." I was mm-hmm. like, "That's cool." What else can I do that, like, and honestly, like, realize that a lot of my happiness or unhappiness was in my control. And people say that all the time, but that small little gesture and actually then like feeling better after it, like, was that like ignited a little something in me. So they told us about Headspace, you know, the app to meditate. Do any of you yeah. use that or yeah, meditate? I've, heard of it. I've used it. It's, 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 it's a like guided meditations, mindfulness meditations. Um, uh, uh, Andy put a comb. He's like a Buddhist. He was in a Buddhist monastery and I think he left. But now his goal, his life mission is sort of to bring mindfulness meditation to everyone because there's so many benefits that have been borne out in science and research. So gratitude and so, headspace. So headspace, so I started meditating. Actually, I tried it in at night before I slept and, you know, I usually would like forget or fall asleep. Um, and I couldn't do it in the morning because like my kids would be up and running around. There's really no... So a few days in, I, I, I still wanted to do it. I decided I was going to do it for like a week or two and just see what it felt like. I, we live by this city college in San Bruno and I just pull over into the parking lot right before I got home. And the 10 minutes, I did it for 10 minutes. And then I did it for, I don't know how long it was, maybe two weeks. And then I came home one day and my wife said, and this wasn't my intent, but she said, you just seem to be in a better mood in the evenings. She's like, are you having an affair? <laughs> yeah. What the hell's going on? What is, yeah, and you're coming home later every day. <laughs> <you know what laughs> it, but that's the thing, I was only coming home 10 minutes later, so it wasn't like a noticeable amount. And so I told her, you know, full disclosure, I was like, oh, I've been meditating in my car 
for 10, which she thought was really weird. She's like, okay. Yeah, that code for like right. smoking in a doobie or something. Yeah. I but, mean, we could get dirtier, we'll Joe, but probably. I like Don't worry. But, uh, but she said, keep doing it because um, we like this version of you more. <laughs> We've had so many amazing people come on the show and some of like the smartest people through that, this process I've met, they all have this one thing in common where they take some small period of time hmm. just for themselves. And they do nothing else. Mm. They clear their mind in one way or another. Mm. Now, sometimes that's music for people when mm. they're playing by themselves. That's yeah. a meditative process. Sometimes it's prayer for some people. Yeah. That's sort of a meditative process. Exercise. So, exercise. For, mm. But for sure. e- even... For sure. I think there's a lot of factors that can go into exercise that could keep it from being a really meditative process. But I think if you're doing it right, it's the same sort of thing. Well, it's like they're separate things, right? And the definition, I was talking about this recently with some friends. Meditation and like yoga and like clearing your head and focusing on your body and your breathing is one thing and reflection hmm. thinking about what you want who you are your choices and like self analysis kind of whatever that is are very different you know and i feel like exercise is a great meditative sort of not thinking kind of thing and reflection i think is like the exact opposite it's really hard i think when i try to like when i'm driving i'll like turn the music off and be like now is my moment to think about shit I want and it's it's actually much harder than like meditation yeah. you know well I you know so I had a lot of I think notions about what meditation was and or is and isn't I it, it, it's largely like you, I used to think you stop having thoughts or that's the goal but really you never stop thinking like the goal is actually just to raise awareness about your thoughts yeah and then once you sort of understand where your thoughts are what your thoughts are and where they're coming from, you can learn how to kind of respond to them as opposed to reacting to them. And I was reacting, I think, to my thoughts a lot before that. And so once I started doing this, I started unpacking all these things. And I distinctly remember feeling like terrible one day in my car because I had this thought about how I was being the worst version of myself to the people I supposedly love the most. You know, when I tell them something like, when I tell my wife, I'm allowed to be this way at home because I can't be this way at work. Like that seemed like the shittiest thing to say to the person that you love more than anyone else. And so uh, consciously and unconsciously, I was like, I don't want to be that way anymore. And like, why do I have to even be a different person? at home versus at where, you know? Yeah, I, I think that is one of the major problems with doctors today and why so many of us are unhappy is that they do not feel like they can be themselves at, at work. Like there's so many doctors that put on a front, even if it's a pleasant front, right? Like, right. hi. I mean, yeah. like Joe, if I was like talking to you, like, hi, I'm Kaveh. Talk to It'd be you real today. nice Super if creepy. you come in on Saturday. That'd be real nice. If yeah, please, pretty please. Fill out those TPS reports, but like, yeah. it's it. That's a big factor. I think that really is. Like, doctors don't feel like they can be themselves, right? And and there's nothing better than when a doctor can actually just be comfortable in his own skin. Patients like it more. People and their right. staff like it more. They're gonna feel happy. Right. I think. Better scores. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I've come to learn all this. <laughs> I don't think I realized. I think I was, I was, tr- you know, I was trying to be that person who is collegial. Um, but the funny thing is it was, it was like in name only. I, 
we would have like these work dinners and events and I would always skip them like without a doubt. And in fact, right. somebody asked me, are you going to this physician of the year thing? And I said, why would I go to that? I spent enough time at work. Like yeah. that was my response. Totally. And it was my colleague who had won the award. Only <laughs> 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 assholes and, go yeah, to that thing. I, know, I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't even know he was nominated. He ended up winning. And I, <laughs> and so and behind me, sitting behind me, was the um, assistant chief of my department, who was also the professional staff, like, vice president. She had planned the event. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, my friend who asked me, he, like, he points back. I'm like, oh, hi. Hey. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, I just meditated in my car. I only did that one thing, right? And I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And not really focus on the outcome, which in the past when I had tried to make like healthy changes, like when I try to lose weight for my wedding, it was yeah. always like, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 30 pounds. Right. But this was like, I just want to keep doing this and see what happens. And so I did it for two weeks. And then after I finished like the free pack, I was like, okay, I'll pay whatever. It's like a hundred dollars a year, or $10 a month yeah. or something like that. Um, which in a way, when I spend that kind of money, I'm like, okay, now I want to actually like use it. use it more too. That's it. I have a, I have a quick question. Um, you don't need to tell us details about like your depression or mental health yeah. unless you want to. But do you sure. feel like um, your lifestyle changes have affected that to the point where maybe you don't need medicine? Or because a lot of people, obviously, it's conjunction and yeah, depression yeah, 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 is yeah. like serotonin so, levels, which you can't necessarily affect. Yeah. So I I so I still take medication, but. Um, but it hasn't changed at all. You know, I, I've talked, I've thought about stopping because I think even more than, I think diet's huge. I think once I started eating this way and I had a lot more energy and feeling good, like within a year I was like, oh, maybe I can like start exercising. Like, isn't that supposed to be good for you? And, <laughs> and so I, like I said, I was subsidizing 24 hour fitness, but I actually found this like small, they call them box gyms and it's not CrossFit. I don't I don't, I don't have anything against CrossFit, but it's it's different. It, it, it's similar in the sense that they have a different workout every day. But we know so little about exercise. Oh, okay. We can't even muster a joke. Well, cro I don't, CrossFit yeah. is like yeah, I think the that. reputation. Dude, what's the reputation of the CrossFit is that they like you really just throw shit around. And well, and they get push super you really yoked. hard, and a lot of people get injured. I don't. Yeah. I don't actually know. <laughs> Anything about CrossFit is one of the few things I'm incredibly proud of in my life. <laughs> um, Joe, I, Joe, I think has a, a question or two, oh, or maybe nope. he doesn't. No Sorry, question, Joe. just no. Well, Joe, are you going to go plant based? What? Are you going to go plant based? Dennis Lowe from back in an earlier episode uh, talking about plant based diet had mentioned to me was because I'd asked him. I said I just really enjoy certain foods. Like I enjoy mm -hmm. eating certain meats. Right. Like uh, he said, that's okay. Listen, you don't necessarily have to do it completely, be a vegan, strictly right. vegan. Every little bit helps. Can you consolidate those meals? Instead of having like three crappy yeah. hamburgers a yeah. month, can you have just one good steak one night? Right. Is that something that you do? Or do you find that you have to be like uh, all or nothing? So, so I did the three-week challenge. Um, and for those three weeks, and Rajiv likes to call it, you go Olympic. Mm -hmm. So you just, you go all in and... You know, I, I actually didn't think about why I did it at the time, but I'm glad I did because when you do something like that, you actually both, most importantly, I think you feel the benefit 
right? So if you if you start with just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, it might not be enough to actually feel the benefit. What I mean by that is after three weeks, I felt like a different person. Like I was sleeping better. I had more energy. And when you, you know, when you go from someone and I wasn't eating like the worst diet, but I was eating a fair amount of meat and dairy yeah. and probably refined carbohydrates. And when you cut all of that out and go to eating like all this anti-inflammatory plant food, then you feel very different. So mm-hmm. I did for three weeks, but I always went in saying like, I enjoy meat. I enjoy, you know, my birthdays, I would always go to steakhouse. Like or, that's, or next time when you go to the physician of the year dinner, Yeah. when you yeah. actually show up this time. Yeah. So I always, always, uh, told myself that I would give myself Liberty. And so that year was May. My birthday was just last weekend. And so, um, Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> and so my birthday that year, I went to a steakhouse for dinner because what else do I do? And yeah. and I had been eating plant-based for like a month. So I was like, I definitely can have a steak now. There's nothing wrong with that. And um, ate the steak. I remember, it was, I think it was Alexander's in the mm-hmm, city. Mm-hmm. Been, it was That's good. one of my favorites, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking Very that. Yeah. I've never good. been. I have to go. Yeah. Um, and I remember enjoying it. And then I remember like the next day just feeling different, you know, like feeling kind of bloated and like more tired. Darn it. I was and really hoping you're going to say, and I felt great the next day. <laughs> Cause Joe was this close to doing plant-based yeah, diet. You're just like, yeah, if you could feed yourself yeah. once in a while, but yeah. it sounds like even no, when you do well, that. Here's the thing. You can, you definitely can. Yeah, and I think damaged, what I've learned subsequently is like having like a, a, I probably had like the steak and like, some creamy potato right. sauce. Yeah, you know, right. it was like Joe, right, 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 right. Joe, it wasn't the steak's fault. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, was it was the alcohol. Bit, it was I had a ton of wine. Yeah. Leave yeah. the steak alone. Yeah. Yeah. I was totally hungover. No. Yeah. But it, no, it, it what I mean to say is over time, and it didn't happen right away, I realized what's well, like anything in life, right? Like there's the short game and the long game, right? And so the short game in food is what it tastes like. You put it in your mouth, you put that steak in your mouth, and it tastes really good. But the long game is how are you going to feel in a few hours or the next day or the following week or, you know, like I had never thought about that with eating, like how it's going to make me feel. And now I think about that all the time. I, you know, I, I personally think, um, I think. yeah, I, I think my mental health is a lot better because previously I'd be on medication, but I'd still have like a lot more kind of swings now I just feel sort of more. Okay, give us one last thing before you go. Oh, if you had sure. to give Joe one piece of advice oh, to God. change his life, one piece, one thing he could do, one small tangible thing. Without him knowing. Without even knowing. Without knowing ass. Joe other than what you've heard on the show and without you know knowing what you see in front of you, what's one thing you can tell him that would improve his life? Sure. Just by looking at That's him. That's a good question. I want to hear this. Well, Joe, a little scared, I though. just want, this is a general tip, but... Like anything that you do or or want to do or think about doing that's healthy for you, I want you to stop thinking of it as something you're supposed to do or as a mm. chore. Like we often think about exercise or eating healthy. And I want you to start thinking about how it makes you feel. And if you focus on how it makes you feel good, you'll realize that it's not a chore. It's a gift. That's great, great advice. And it's funny because you were mentioning how when eating food, how does it make you feel after? Well, I'm 42 and I can tell you if I have a hot dog or a piece of steak, I'm in deep trouble in two hours. Like just heartburn, everything. So I get it. 
Well, uh, it's funny because as you said that, uh, Lizzie and I looked at each other and we both shared the same thought, which is pretty much, oh, Joe does nothing for his own health. Right. But that's fantastic advice. Right. Yeah. Joe doesn't think of it as a chore because he doesn't do it. But, it, <laughs> no. but if he did do it, he doesn't do it. Right. But if you did do it, it's yes, great it advice. would be. It's great advice. Really, it's be like, oh, yeah, no, it's okay. No. It's, it's, you got to make it a priority, not just like a, I, right. I know. Once, once I you realize that it, it makes you feel good, you don't have to make it a priority. You want yeah. to make it a priority. Right. It to, will to be. feel better. Yeah. It will be a gift to yourself. It's getting better. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. coming, Rakesh. Oh, thank you it's guys for awesome. having me. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, it was a blast, man. Thanks All right, for coming. This is fun, yeah. All anecdotes and patient-related details have been changed with respect to date, sex, and certain details so that patient identification is not possible. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.